to episode 36, chapter 2 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Josh Havens. And I'm Chris Lamberth. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that he would help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. And today we're continuing our conversation with Trillia Newbell, author of Sacred Endurance. Trillia Newbell is the author of several books, and her writings on issues of faith, family, and diversity have been published in the Knoxville News Sentinel, Desiring God, True Woman, Christianity Today, and the Gospel Coalition. She's also a commentator for World Radio and has spoken at numerous conferences, churches, women's events, colleges, and seminaries. She's currently the Director of Community Outreach for the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission for the Southern Baptist Convention. Have you ever thought about walking away from Christ? Why have you continued to follow him? What motivated you to endure in this race we call the Christian life? We may not always be aware of them, but motives play a crucial role in every decision we make. Outwardly, we may be serving God faithfully, but inwardly we are seeking praise and admiration from others in the church. The worst thing about this is that we can slip into it accidentally. We begin serving with proper motives but the pressures of life and the allures of success can slowly taint our motives. When this happens, our ability to endure is diminished and our actual effectiveness suffers. In this chapter, Trillia helps us understand why our motives matter as we run this race with endurance in the everyday moments of life. What is that prize in your mind that you're looking to when you're running this race and you're undergoing these these hardships, I think you've hit on it a little bit, but uh, I want to dig into it a little bit more. Yeah, so there's a lot of, I think, prizes. One, Jesus himself. Jesus is the ultimate. He's the ultimate prize that we get to have a relationship with the Father, that we get to have a relationship with the Son, that we get to experience the Holy Spirit, that we are. Um, we get all the benefits of Christ. I think it's Psalm 103, forget not our, his benefits that we were, our lives were um, redeemed. And we, we get to, Ephesians 1 talks about all that we receive from being in Christ Jesus. So, Mm -hmm. so there's lots that we receive just in the fact that we are in relationship with God. And so, so that's one thing that we can that keep, motivates and and keeps us going, and that we're not alone. Um, as I've kind of mentioned, that Jesus is He's with us, that we can run to Him, um, we we can cast our burdens onto Him. All sometimes easier said than done, but it is our reality, and so we have to practice that, which is, um, part of what you all talk about practicing and, um, walking out our faith. So praying and reading God's word. So we know, um, the truth about God. And then of course our prize is all that we will receive in heaven, a new body, like whatever's broken will be fixed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Our relationships that are all broken. There's so many fractures in evangelicalism right now in the Christian world, in American Christianity, just all over the place. Fractions and division and brokenness that will one day be mended. And that's to me beautiful. And to think that 
that all of these things that are all of our divisions will one day be, have an expiration date and will be gone is an incre- incredibly encouraging truth. And then um, the, 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 there's a host of other things like that. I mean, I think of something even as minimal and maybe even silly as I don't I have um, allergies to certain foods and the thought of no longer <laughs> like yeah. it's a feast at a table and I'm not going to have to think about whether it has gluten or not is a great That's thing. Right. That's right. <laughs> you know, I mean, we minimize <laughs> these things, but those things I look forward to. I look forward to seeing Jesus receiving a perfect body with that no longer experiencing death. All sorrow has gone away. Every tear wiped away. I mean, there's so much. There's so much we receive right now on this earth. But, oh, the glories and the, that we're going to we can look forward to. They're innumerable. And it's it's amazing. If, if yeah. To, yeah. And I want to I want to fix my eyes on that eternal perspective so that I can walk out faithfully whatever is going on here right now. It helps me, especially with the broken relationships I see. And if, if you're online, you can't miss it. Um, it helps me to remind myself, Oh, Oh, one day this will all be forgotten. (laughs) Mm -hmm. One day we will all love one another truly, purely, rightly. That's good news right now. We have to endure, but one day it's going to be, we're going to be together um, united worshiping together, Jesus. So, so that's really one just very practical way that helps me get through some of the division that I see, for example. Yeah. Uh, why do our motives matter then as we run this race and, and we're, uh, looking to Christ? Why, why should we constantly be evaluating our motives in the Christian life and why we do things and um, live as disciples? It's a pretty important part of, uh, I think, the message you have to offer here. Yeah. So it matters because if you run your race hoping to receive God's favor, so legalistically, in other words, everything you do is because you think God you have to earn God's favor, and that's what's motivating you. Um, you're you're going to burn out <laughs> because mm-hmm. no one is going to be able to earn God's favor. God gives His favor. Jesus earned His favor, so we we can't work our way into salvation. And I thankful. I'm so thankful for Ephesians 2, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is a work of God so that no one can boast. No one can boast. And so I I think I've seen um, a lot of burnout from Christians who've tried to live a certain way to please God or live a certain way to please man, and then they keep falling on their face because we we can't do that. Um, and instead of running to the Lord and asking for forgiveness, repenting, asking for help for change, they just go and do the same thing. Well, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna burn out and be 
discouraged. It's so discouraging to try to earn God's favor when he died for it. You you don't have to do that. So I've I've experienced it and it it's tiring and it's it's not the way God has intended us to walk. Yet he does intend for us to walk in a manner worthy of the gospel. So we want to be real careful that we don't pendulum swing. And as Paul writes in a few uh, Romans, I believe it's six or five, six, I can't remember, but, but we don't want to sin so that grace may increase. I believe it's six. Mm-hmm. And so there's this pendulum swing that I see also people who may struggle with being licentious. Okay, well, I'm just going to do whatever because grace, grace. Well, you're not going to endure in the faith there either, because if you're just continually sinning and living in sin, you won't be building a relationship with God. You're going to be miserable because it's not satisfying. Sin disappoints. Sin, it doesn't deliver what it promises. And so so the, you can't you can't run that way either. So what we need and what I I beg and need is to run this race shored up by grace, remembering the gospel, repenting. And God says, we, if we confess our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us and to purify us. First John one nine. So we confess it and then receive grace and and ask God for help. We need we need God's help to run this race and he calls us to holiness. And so we we've got to ask. We can't do it on our own. We need to ask God for help, knowing that we're going to fall motivated by grace because compelled by Jesus and his sacrifice, what he did, not because we can earn any favor, but because we get to we get to be with him and let that motivate our race. Jesus died yeah. for it. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I love to hear your passion come through on that because it makes it it makes it clear again. I, I think that prize and, and the reason why you're in the race in in the first place. And you know, as you're talking about these things, I can't help but think go back to the story you told earlier about, you know, you're running this race and your legs give out and you're mentally willing them to do it and you, you know, you said uh, you think a lot more people are going to be falling into the arms of Jesus rather than it just be sort of like this big triumphant thing. And I almost can't wa- uh, can't help but wonder if that's not the way that all of us should strive to run the race. Because it, I, I think that gets into this motivation of why are we running it in the first place? And that can help us sort of find, you know, I say split the difference in these two motivations between complacency and legalism that we're mm. talking about here. You know, trying to say... I've got to run the race on completely on my own. Just give me the rules and get out of my way, Jesus. Or, you know, oh, Jesus has got this. I'm going to sit down here and take a nap. Or, you know, that that's sort of like this, maybe this overly grace-oriented way that you're talking about. If we just sort of live and let live and we're, we'll, we'll get to heaven. But if we're if we really recognize the grace that we've been given— and the great privilege, this pearl of great price that we we have, um, then that's really what's going to motivate us to run all out for for Christ, and, and and it will be a joy and an honor to collapse at the end of this race into His arms because uh, 
you know, that's the ultimate striving that we're, we're that we're after. Well, really, I think that's the only way that we can do it anyway, because if it's I think if we run the race in any other way, it becomes about us. Yeah. Mm. And so if it's if it's about us at all, I think we've missed the point of what God is trying to do in transforming and redeeming humanity. Yes. Uh, yeah. It has to be completely about him. That's really good. That it, uh, it has to be about him. And the moment I can always tell when I'm doing anything and it's about me, I'm kind of, I'm miserable. <laughs> I'm so discouraged. I am. I, yeah. I and and I, and there are moments I I'm in ministry and I just confess there are moments when it's about me and when it's and when it is, I am so discouraged because I'm I, I'm looking for affirmation from people and I may not receive it or I'm looking for whatever it is and and. And and then I'm like, woe is me. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and that that moment that I realized, oh man, I am doing this for my own glory or to look good or whatever, is God's kindness to me because then I can lay it down and I'm so much more effective when it, it when I'm not thinking about myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, not because I may not do anything differently, but I'm resting in him. And it makes it makes me step out in faith in new ways. Because, so um, so I'm, I'm, that's real specific application to ministry. But anytime, anytime I do anything um, in and I focus on myself, it just it's just discouraging. So I just I really like and this is a different book, but, you know, God uses so many things, but I I really love Tim Keller's book, The Freedom of Self Forgetfulness. That help will help you endure. It helped. It helped me endure just to be self forgetful, to keep running, focused on Jesus, and not thinking about myself so much. So I, I know I just I really like that point because I think it's so helpful in our walk is to if we set our fi- eyes and fix our eyes on Jesus. For anything, our suffering, um, the good things, the hard things, all of it, we can endure, I believe. Chris and I firmly believe that understanding your motives and desires is a key part of growing as a disciple of Jesus. As you walk along the road with him in those everyday moments of life, he gradually shows you a bit more of what your heart really desires. But he doesn't do it to shame you or condemn you. Instead, he's the coach running alongside you keeping you focused on the prize at the end of the race. As you endure, he helps you get rid of those things weighing you down, like a desire for your own glory or a desire to just run because you want to be accepted by God. In short, he runs beside you and his grace and work in your life are for your benefit. And when you grab onto his plan, endurance becomes easier. I want to challenge you today to do a little bit of digging into your own heart. Ask yourself, Why am I running the race of the Christian life? Why am I enduring? And don't worry if the answer is something selfish. Even the realization that you have a wrong motive is an act of God's grace and work in your life. And recognizing that wrong motive is one step closer to being rid of it. How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we want to help you create a lifestyle 
where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible, but natural. And we have a tool that's going to help you do just that. It's called the Daily Growth Journal. It's a guided journal that's going to help you become secure in your identity with God and authentically walk with Him in your daily life. Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Trillia's work, check out trillianewbell.com. Then check out the next chapter in our conversation, where Trillia unpacks the tips and tricks she's learned to practice enduring. If you want to step to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Spotify.